0: Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is. New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. A shepherd boy tended his master's sheep near a dark forest, not far from the village. Soon he found life in the pasture very dull. All the boy could do to amuse himself was to talk to his dog or play in his... Shepherd's pipe. One day, as he sat watching the sheep and the quiet forest, and thinking what he would do should he see a wolf, he thought of a plan to amuse himself. His master had told him to call for help should a wolf attack, and the villagers would drive it away. So now, though he had not seen anything that even looked like a wolf, the boy ran toward the village, shouting at the top of his voice, Wolf! Wolf! As he expected, the villagers who heard the cry dropped their work and ran in great excitement to the pasture. But when they got there, they found the boy doubled up with laughter at the trick he had played on them. A few days later, the shepherd boy again shouted, Wolf! Wolf! Again, the villagers ran to help him, only to be laughed at again. Then one evening, as the sun was setting behind the forest, and the shadows were creeping out over the pasture, a wolf really did spring from the underbrush and fall upon the sheep. In terror... The boy ran toward the village shouting, Wolf! Wolf! But though the villagers heard the cry, they did not run to help him as they had before. He cannot fool us again, they said. The wolf killed a great many of the boy's sheep and then slipped away into the forest. There is no believing a liar, even when he speaks the truth. I don't think you need to be a man to understand why I read The Boy Who Cried Wolf. I think you could even be a boy and understand why I played the boy who cried wolf today. But then again, maybe you can't. Maybe you think it was six-dimensional chess in order to trick Nancy Pelosi. Because after all, that's what the beached whale told you to think. Now, if you think the beached whale is not the boy who cried wolf, uh, I got another guest coming for you. But there are other stories I'm going to get to today. Uh, Welcome to all of the stations who are uh, carrying the show across the country. Sacramento, San Francisco. I don't want to read them all. It's beautiful to have all of you. Las Vegas, Jacksonville, just to name a few. Everyone who gets on the air will receive a free copy of my book, which is about to be launched in the bookstores tomorrow, A Savage Life. It's a book that reveals the man behind the microphone that tells you about my extraordinary American journey from, let us say, immigrant son to a radio superstar. It's in the bookstores tomorrow, Savage Life and Michael Savage, and we give him away today and every day this week. So I began with the boy who cried wolf. Need I tell you why? I don't think I need to tell you why. Eventually, you'll figure it out. So let me go back to what happened over the weekend and bring you up to the stories of the day. I went to a Chinese restaurant in San Francisco that I go to for the last 25 years. It's in a, a kind of middle-class neighborhood. Car was parked somewhat on the, in the street somewhat near the restaurant, almost right in front of it on Main Street. I come out from dinner, feeling no pain. Wine was good. Food was good. Little problem. The rear window was broken in, and everything was stolen from the car. Everything was stolen out of the car. So I went back in the restaurant. I was infuriated. And I told the owner it must be the gangs in the neighborhood. And he said, no, 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 not local gang. Not local gang. Not us. No, no. You see, there are gangs that do this on a regular basis in San Francisco. 30,000 cars a year are broken into in San Francisco. That's what's reported. 30,000 cars are broken into with glass being broken. 30,000 cars are reported, and the police won't even take a police report because it's not considered a crime in San Francisco. You may not know what's going on in this sick city, But when I say to you San Francisco or San Francisco, it's not just for effect. 30,000 are reported. But what about other crimes in San Francisco? Well, as a result of Prop 47 pushed forward by the good liberals in this city, the very compassionate liberals, they raised the value of stolen goods necessary to charge a felony from $400 to $950. What do you think happened as a result? Organized criminal gangs are coming over the bridges and taking advantage of the reduced punishments, and they're only stealing misdemeanor levels of merchandise. They're going into stores and stealing only up to $950 worth of uh, material, and so it's not a a felony anymore. Isn't that nice? Now, of course, the same thing was just done by the geniuses who were advising President Trump. They're not to be outdone. I realize you think that the uh, Trump administration is not liberal, But if you think that prison reform in in California is bad, and it certainly is, car break-ins, theft, things of that nature have gone through the roof, it's just been proposed in the White House by none other than Kim Kardashian, who spoke behind the presidential seal. I was the only one who voiced any concern about it, and I was immediately called every name under the sun by the true believers, but that's the price I pay for seeing things as they are. And that is why I read for you Aesop's fables, but it applies to several other things such as we're going to bomb Iran and we didn't and we're going to arrest them Sunday morning but then we're not what else has to happen for you to finally come to understand that it's a shuck and jive we're not talking about oysters here either but I'll keep going on because there are other topics I can talk about if you want to hear them Uh, do you want to hear them or not my car was broken into California crime rises as penalty penalties are reduced 30,000 car windows are smashed in in San Francisco reported every year And a new Gallup poll has come out. Oh, how shockingly smart they are at Gallup. And they reported that uh, immigration is America's top problem. Wow, even Gallup caught up with what's going on to maintain their credibility. I wonder when the radio host who poses conservatives are going to catch up with reality in order to maintain their credibility. They'll be after Gallup. I think they'll be galloping after Gallup when they finally say it like it is. Yep. And then we wake up to the communists in the Democrat Party, who are all of them. And then we have the chief communist who should be arrested, by the way, for sedition. Bernie Sanders should be deported with a seltzer truck all the way back to Vermont. And then from Vermont, he should be deported to I don't know where. Now he wants all student loans forgiven. That's Bernie Sanders, all student loans. All of them forgiven. Because it's unfair for you to have work to take a student loan. So who ups Bernie Sanders? None other than the oven stuffer, Elizabeth Warren. If I were casting a film on the Third Reich, and I needed someone who's running a, a concentration camp, a commandant, it would be Elizabeth Warren. She, she would. I didn't say she would do that. I'm just saying, as a guy who has a filmic mind, Elizabeth Warren looks like a matron in a, in a concentration camp to me. But then again, she's a leftist, so she can't be. You see, it doesn't work for you. So she now wants to escalate that from uh, not forgiving student loans. She wants all college to be free. Yeah, co- let's go to college. I want to go to college. I want to be a college boy. I want to study in college so I can have more sex and get more drugs and hate America even more with more articulateness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all got to go to college. Got to go to college. That's what we need is free college for the morons. Just what we need. Should all student loans be forgiven as the communists under Sanders want? Well, if this keeps up, if they're not called out for what they are, if we don't stand up to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie the Seltzer man, and the entire Democrat Party. If this keeps up, they want this for free, student loans forgiven, all college free, all illegal aliens allowed in. If this keeps up, and they keep pushing this narrative, I would not be surprised if Jonathan Swift wouldn't come back and say that, if this is not stopped, in a short period of time, they will demanding that the first born white child be sacrificed to the state for fairness since so many people of color are being killed in America. It's time to make things more fair. We need the homicide rates amongst children to go up amongst Caucasians. You see where I'm going, or is that too far ahead of the pack? Now, there's a great article on Zuckerberg, who is the most dangerous man in the world, in my opinion. And there's a great article. Zuckerberg's new cryptocurrency is absolutely terrifying. Apparently, only one reporter in the country is not afraid of him. And she is a writer for the New York Post. Of course, she sees things as they are. She's probably a liberal. Her name is Maureen Callahan. Zuckerberg's new cryptocurrency is absolutely terrifying. She says, just when it seems Facebook can't get more sinister, more Orwellian, or more mercenary, it does, announcing its own branded global cryptocurrency. Does this strike anyone else as terrifying? And she goes on, I talked about it last week. I was just as shocked by this madman. And guess what? Zero federal regulations, zero congressional oversight, zero, zero from Donald Trump on the madness of the tech giants who are out of control. Why is that? Anyone have any idea why Donald Trump has done nothing to rein in the tech? Uh, they're, they're the robber barons of our time, in my opinion. What, what would you call them? They pay their proportion fare of, sh- of taxes like my dog does. You know they don't. Yet they're power mad. Uh, One of them is a retail giant. He's driving all the retail stores. Many of them are out of business. They're shuttered across America. And he uses the U.S. Postal Service at a very reduced rate. How come Donald Trump hasn't even stopped that? Well, I think the very same elements that invited, I even forget her name, I blank it out of my mind. Because she's the the biggest waste of human DNA in, in the human history that was in the White House was there talking about prison reform this last week. I think the very same elements around President Trump, who invited that human waste of DNA into the White House to talk about prison reform, have also whispered in the president's ear to leave Zuckerberg and the tech giants alone. That's my opinion. But then again, what can I say to you? I call him like I see him. I call balls. I call strikes. And that is why I read The Boy Who Cried Wolf by Aesop on the savage nation savage are you looking for a way to save some extra money this summer well why not well i would say start by paying less interest on your credit card balances how do you do that simple refinance with a credit card consolidation loan from lightstream it's an easy way to save hundreds to thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate now listen lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% apr with auto pay that's a pretty good rate There are absolutely no fees, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver to you. Just for my listeners, pay attention. Apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount, listen, is to go to lightstream.com slash savage. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash savage lightstream.com slash savage and slash your credit card interest just by going to lightstream.com slash savage did you hear what i said rate includes 0.50 auto pay discount terms and conditions apply and offers a subject to change without notice visit lightstream.com slash savage for more information and have a great summer with lightstream.com slash savage He doesn't have a name of his own. He's known as the son of the famed Beatles member John Lennon. But he attacked a leftist and political correctness saying that they're frightening boars. They're, They're boars frightened by comedy and science. There's a huge turnaround going on amongst young people in this country. It's long overdue. I don't know that it's going to be in time. I kind of doubt it. I'm waiting for a new book to come out called The Death of the West by President Otto Spengler. But uh, that's a joke, by the way, for those of you who know Otto Spengler even is. I doubt it. After the brain has been made into a filter fish uh, by the media. I don't think you would know who Otto Spengler is, anyone you know from Otto's Bakery. So here we are watching the world go around, watching America disappear in front of our eyes. And things go on. You go to a Chinese restaurant. You try to forget your troubles in San Francisco. You come out. Your window's broken in and all your belongings stolen. And it's gangs. The Chinese guy said, oh, one of them rides by on a bicycle, and he has a cell phone. He calls the other one in a car. And they're there in one minute, and they break the window, and it's like a job for them. They take the bridge back over the bridge to the East Bay. They divide up the loot, sell off the passports, the licenses, the underwear, the socks. That's San Francisco. Have a nice night out in San Francisco. Dine out in San Francisco. But you bring your car, you better bring a spare window uh, with you. So I'm going back on my, uh, where am I, on my Twitter feed? Let's see, where did I start? Ah, Trump stops an attack in Iran, but who misled him? Should we go to war with Iran? Remember that poll? Was 83% said no. The only people saying yes are those on oxygen and talk radio who pretend that they're conservatives, but they're really progressive communists in disguise. And there are some other stories here. Mass immigration raids and deportations delayed. But then again, it was five-dimensional chess. It was to trick everyone that he said he was going to do it. It was very, very nice. And then I got so bored of the presidency and so bored of politics, I started reading science again. And I got very interested in uh, N-acetylcysteine, which I've known about for about three years. But I was thinking about this NAC lower homocysteine or raise it. I was very pleased to find out that NAC lowers homocysteine levels, for those of you interested in heart issues. Uh, your doctor probably hasn't caught up with that. So I put, NAC lowers homocysteine levels, educate your heart doctor. I thought that was an interesting post. Got almost no traffic. Then I posted a picture of my window, San Fran smash show, I called it. it really ugly. And then there was a heartbreaking story of the former Marines on uh, motorcycles in New Hampshire who were killed by a guy driving a pickup truck dragging a car trailer who's killed all of them. Seven bikers killed on a uh, pickup truck, smashed into them on in a flatbed trellis. So I posted... Did the truck driver smash and kill the Marine bikers on purpose? Was this an act of terrorism? Well, I got roundly criticized by people saying, how dare you even ask the question? Well, I asked her for a couple of names, uh, reasons Right, the, the truck driver's name, which was released, was a Russian or Ukrainian name. That was number one. So, all right, not all Russians, Ukrainians are terrorists. But, okay, that's a fir- the first red light that went off. Then, Then, after this tragedy, the cops in New Hampshire released them. Then they couldn't find them. His employer couldn't even find him. I'm the only one in the media following this story. And guess what I found out for you? The truck driver was arrested two hours ago or three hours ago. They found him. And when they investigated his house, they found bags of heroin in it. So that doesn't mean it's terrorism, but there was more to this story than met the eye. Why did the cops release him initially after a thing like this? Why? Well, what was something doesn't make sense? for the New Hampshire State Police or the local police to have come upon such a tragic scene with so many deaths and released the driver of that truck that smashed into motorcyclists I'm sorry I I would do an internal investigation I've seen too many movies to think this was by accident and I need the FBI to get involved in this horrible case that was a a tweet from June 23rd then John John Lennon's son I don't know his actual name I think his name is John Lennon's son uh, denounces leftists gallup says immigration is the number one problem and i gotta ask you again what is your biggest problem what's your problem sir Savage. look this is a uh, you know not easy to say but you cannot prevent aging it's a fact of life and with aging comes unwelcome changes you wish you could change most notably in your skin well look at pictures from years ago and you could see how much your jawline has changed right It doesn't have to with Chamonix MDL technology. GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin on the neck area for tight, healthy, younger looking skin. Robin from Lubbock, Texas says, I put GenuCell jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. This is the best my neck has looked in 20 years. People told me my face looks young. I am really blown away, she says. You will see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back. No questions asked. Call now in the classic Genucell for bags and puffiness is free with your order. That's 800SKIN 891, 800SKIN 891, 800SKIN 891. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genucell Immediate Effects is also yours absolutely free. Your chin, neck, and jawline don't have to reveal your age. Call 800SKIN 891 or go to genucell.com. Get your two free gifts and free shipping now. Call 800SKIN 891, 800SKIN 891. Or go to Genyacel.com. Chicken bones in a greasy bag thrown under a bus seat by an old lady going to her retirement. On a bus I once took on my first Hegira from New York, which was a bus ride to Miami in the late 50s. And that's in a chapter called um, Hegira from New York, (laughs) From a Savage Life. You know, I was flipping through it during the break. I said, is there anything in here worth reading that my audience hasn't heard before? And I said, look at this line. Now, it is true that Tolstoy died in his 80s covered with snow on a train station bench after setting off on one more journey, and that there is something defeatist about saying you're through traveling while still young and healthy. But here comes the kicker. I wrote this. This attitude is true sacrilege in a nation obsessed with motion. But like Kerouac, America too will learn her limits. And I hope it's before we burn out in an old armchair in front of a television drunk and drugged, watching another one of our endless foreign peace missions. That is good writing. But since no one knows what good writing is or bad writing is anymore, I'll tell you that's good writing. So I'll continue. Miami, in those days, 1958, you could get a full breakfast for 39 cents, two sunny side up eggs, fried in butter, one slice of grease-ridden ham, two slices of white toast suffocated in butter, coffee and juice. I loved every bite, but have never again eaten anything like that. Now it's one healthful and bland dirge after another. But I'm still alive, which is an achievement in this world. Balancing your wants against your needs without becoming homicidal or suicidal is success. Though I will admit to approaching both states several times (laughs) along the road. Come on, you got to admit, even if you hate me, that I'm a great writer. Kerouac's on the road had just surfaced at Queens College. Harold, the older fat boy in the crowd, smilingly fished it out from his tent-like trench coat one rainy autumn day in Flushing. He told us younger guys milling around between classes that the book portrayed a wild car ride across America, lots of sex, saxophones, and drugs on every page. As they say today, it was a real page-turner. My first, really, unless you count the book I read when I was about eight about some guy who flew a seaplane into Arctic lakes, saving Eskimos and trappers. Kerouac's Odyssey was not about saving others. He was on his own road of salvation, seeking drama through thrills, not yet knowing that peace within came only when the trips were over and you could sit on a balmy pier watching the gulls while thinking about where you had been and what you thought you were doing there. And then I talked about the uh, other thing I read to you about America. And you want me to go on yes or no? Mike needs to know. Buddy needs to know right now. Do you want me to continue reading this story from A Savage Life or do you want me to go back to politics as usual and do what everyone else does and beat you to death with the horror of America today uh, when you've come to understand that it's two-card Monty and no matter who you elect, the country's going to be overridden by, overrun by illegal aliens and our budget will be destroyed? Anyone have an answer to that one? But Harold's book was just the kick, kick I needed to unchain myself, so I thought, from clan and caste. So during mid-semester break, it was my first bus trip to Miami, Followed in later seasons by a wild non-stop car ride, eight of us packed into a fast Hemi Dodge, and later still an Army surplus DC-3 that taxied on a tailwheel from Newark. Tilted at 45 degrees, you felt like Buck Rogers about to take off at a space adventure. Until the stewardess, not yet a flight attendant, distributed those box lunches that smelled of cardboard. Other than being robbed in a flea bag hotel by a midget bellhop, who pulled some kind of trick on me by making my bankroll of $80 disappear from the hotel's safety box, nothing much exciting happened down there. It is true, I got my money back by causing a bad scene, provoking C.D. Orson Wells types to slowly close in on me in a circle, only being saved at the last minute by the Dade County Blue Boys. They came, mind you, because the midget had called them in an attempt to intimidate this Yankee into backing off on his crazy demands. But when the six cops arrived, As I say, I was surrounded by an assortment of perfectly fine carnival geeks, and the midget suddenly discovered that my money was, wait, wait, somehow still in that steel box. It suddenly appeared. Must have fallen down and back somewhere, that's all. Charged with pulling victory from what would have been fiscal disaster on my first solo flight from the Nest, I took my friends to dinner, and I don't remember the meal, and that's all I've got to say about eating in Miami. That should be some music right now. That's from A Savage Life and Michael Savage. Next one is an American gangster in Spain in Mallorca. But that's a long one. I'm not going to read a long story. I don't think I'm going to read any more from the book unless you demand I do. Uh, I don't know what my favorite story might be. You know, there's a new one in there, in in case you don't know. It's called uh, uh, the grandfather one. I don't want to make a a mockery of it. It's called, oh, there's three new stories in there. I forgot about that. Conversations with my great-grandfather, who I never met, by the way. And The Knockout is a really good one. And God's Warriors. You want me to read The Knockout, God's Warriors, or Grandfather? Let's take some calls. WDRC in Connecticut. Dave, line three. Go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. Yeah, 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 Dr. Savage. You know, I'll tell you something. I really am sick of Trump now, and I'm off his train. And the reason why I'm off his train is exactly what you said. It doesn't matter who you vote for anymore. It really well, oh, but but it does matter because as bad as it is, I think it would be a hundred percent worse on the one of the communists who were running yeah so what, yeah so what we're- I, so in other words it's again a choice of, of lesser evils, right again, we're faced with the same it's a bush job all over again it's a bush job all like you said that's right. Absolutely right. The death of the West. No matter what you do, we're going to you know where in a handbasket, and we're going pretty fast right now. Because once these millions come in, there's no turning the clock back. They're never going to be deported. You actually believe in two weeks he's going to start deporting them? No, he's a liar. He's a liar. Ooh, ooh, ooh! That's a low blow. Well, I'll send you a savage life because there's not a lie in the whole book. I read another story today that should encourage you if you really want to throw your guts up. Remember Neil Gorsuch. Who allegedly was a conservative in York? Oh, get those conservatives on the Supreme Court! Yeah, it's the Supreme Court that matters! We gotta get them on the Supreme Court! Yeah, yeah, Supreme Court! We gotta get the Supreme Court! Justice Gorsuch, it was two hours ago, joins liberals to deal victory for criminal defendants. Justice Neil Gorsuch joined with the Supreme Court's liberal bloc to deal victory for criminal defendants Monday, striking down a federal law that punishes gun crimes as unconstitutionally vague. It's too complicated. All I can tell you is that he joined the liberals on the court because he is a liberal. He always was. So is the other one. Who was the other one that came in first that we thought was a uh, a conservative that isn't? Ah, whatever, forget about it. Roberts, Robert. you got Roberts, you got Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh is so far a split decision. That's all. Bernie Sanders proposes canceling entire $1.6 trillion in U.S. student, student loan debt. Student, Sanders was joined by Representative Criminal Elon Omar D. Min, who will introduce legislation in the House to eliminate all student debt in the U.S., as well as Rep. Pramila Jayapal, co chairwoman of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. That's a a code word for the Communist Party USA, who has championed legislation to make public universities tuition free. Great. That's just what we need. More idiots going to college. I think we need. I think I'd raise tuition. I make there no public colleges so the idiots wouldn't go to college at all. What are you talking about? I think I'm still paying off my student loan debt. No, I'm not. How did I work my way through college, raise two children, hold down jobs, and go to college? How was that possible? How, who funded my college? Who, who funded my college? Nobody, I did. I worked harder, I slept less, instead of these drug, uh, drug-addicted bums that are in college today, called millennials. They're gonna save the world? Ninety two. Did you see that story? You're never gonna believe? Now this is in Germany, it's probably higher here. I hope it wasn't taken down. It may have been because I changed a lot of the story just now. 92% of people who identify as leftists in Germany live at home in in their 30s. Or I don't know what the... 92% of the... Here, got it. 92% of left-wing activists live with their parents and one in three is unemployed study of Berlin protesters finds. Social justice, global warming, social justice... A joke, global warming, prison reform. 92% of left-wing activists live with their parents, and one in three is unemployed. A study of Berlin protesters finds. I throw them out in their can and make them take a job. And if they can't find a job, they should go to Turkey and work in a coal mine or serve coffee in Turkey until they can sustain themselves and then move back home to Berlin. How are you going to keep them down on the farm after they've seen Berlin? They don't want to go anywhere. That's all. Well, that's another story. What can I tell you? There's so much going on. That's why I wanted to read more from the book, but you're not interested. Buddy's not going to read unless you call and say, Mike, please read from the book. And if I get really bored, I'll read from The Art of War by uh, Lao Tzu. I knew him personally, a Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu was a nice guy. I met him. He made very good dim sum. I knew him 2,000 years ago because I'm the 10,000-year-old man. What would you like to talk about? San Francisco, Jim, you're calling on line one. What's on your mind from KSFO? Two points. There is literally no better radio than a Michael Savage story. Second point, San Francisco, I was around the Civic Center three days last week. Been here for decades. The city is total anarchy. Uh, in- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a friend come in from out of town about a year ago. We're walking in a park from uh, in the Abarcadero. There was a bum with a golf club who gave us the eye. There was a bum with a golf club who had a go- looked us right in the eye like he was going to swing the club, but at the last minute, he saw the two Mexican bodyguards I had with me, and he decided he didn't want to get killed. As I always say, they're not homeless. They're a-holes in general. No, no, they're not homeless or, or that. What they are are criminals in disguise. The word homeless is a misnomer of the American left. There is no guarantee of housing in the U.S. Constitution or the Bill of Rights, is there? There is not. No. So what would you do with them? I have a solution. You forcibly round up every bum in every city, and you move them to lands nobody wants to live in in the state, and you move them to housing that was built for them army barracks style, and you make them work and clean themselves up and you give them the help that they need. You get them the hell off the streets, because the streets are uninhabitable right now. And let me tell you something else about civil society. Without civility, there is no society, which is exactly what we have in most cities today, which is an uncivil society, which is collapsing across America. Savage. Let's take a quick call, hey? Albany, New York. Kathy, thanks for calling. You're on the Savage Nation. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you, Doc Savage. All right. What's on your mind? Because I got two minutes in this hour to finish up. I, I, I voted for your reading. Continue reading. And that's because, see, I can tell by your voice that you're a woman who likes ideas, you like literacy, you like education, entertainment. And you want me to continue reading instead of doing the, the normal politics right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sick of the politics for a while. Everybody is. They know no matter what they elect, they get the same thing in the end, which is the short end of the stick. I know. <laughs> well, uh, 10% is better than nothing. Let's put it to you that way. Okay. I'm going to send you a free copy of A Savage Life, and I'll start something and continue it in the next live hour on The Savage Nation uh, out of uh, this show. Okay, here's a piece from Boy in the Basement from the book, A Savage Life, which, by the way, is in the bookstores tomorrow. I'd like you to go in there and move them to where they belong instead of in the toilet or under Jenny Married Three Mommies in that section. A uh, Savage Life is not to be found in the uh, sections where Jenny Married Three Mommies. I don't even know where they're going to hide it. but So in this, in this book about my childhood boy in the basement, I'm going to go into my father's store. Saul was cigarette Saul. You never saw Saul for a second without a Paul Mole hanging out of his mouth. And he always had tobacco stuck on his lip. He was always going, always spitting a piece of tobacco out of his tough lip. Hello, Michael. Saul was a very nice man. He was married to Effie. He was the brother of Charlie Fartzer, who died of cancer. Saul and Charlie were brothers. And Molly Bloom was their brother. Molly was the brother who didn't do anything. He was the bum. He lived with Saul and Effie and the three children in one small apartment. The years would go on, and he never left the ghetto. Never. Molly Bloom, I learned later, was a character of James Joyce, a woman, the daughter of a mayor, a major. But in this case, Molly Bloom was this Jewish near the who lived with his brother and the wife in a two-bedroom apartment on Allen Street. Let's take some callers right now. A Jack in California, line four. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Uncle Mike, I thank you for standing up against the whole conservative establishment right now that just cheerleads for Trump 24-7. Well, it is. Well, when you see the the White House announced prison reform, and all it means is releasing felons in the street. It's not prison reform. It happened in California. They released them in the streets. Now, windows are being broken. People are being beaten up in the streets. What what kind of prison reform is this? Guy got out on rape the other day and uh, read the story. They released him for raping a few years. He was in jail for a few years. Within two days, he raped a woman again. You hear this? I try to talk to my dad. I'm a young man, and I try to say, you know, Trump is not doing what he's saying. The wall is not almost finished. It's not there. It's not going to be. The republic that Franklin described is on life support right now. The machine is beeping. It's about to go flatline if this keeps up. And I am talking about the flood of illegal aliens pouring over the border under a Republican conservative president named Donald Trump. And that's it for the day.